0: Mira I'm Matt Atram and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Mindspace Coaching, and for the past 17 years, we've trained thousands of business owners to help them to grow their business, sometimes doubling their business in less than one year. So uh, my early years, up to the age of nine, I was raised in Ghana with my first of all, by my grandmother, and um, she was getting old. My parents moved to the United Kingdom uh, in the year I was born, so I didn't really know them until at the age of nine when I moved to the UK to be with them. By that time, they had settled down, and my parents worked really, really hard. I saw them working hard. My mum worked night shift as a, as a nurse. She was a registered nurse. My father, during the day, was a um, financial advisor, so he worked really hard. And I thought that's the way you had to do things. But later on, I learned that my father was an independent financial advisor within the company. So he was a salesperson. And so I suppose i picked up hard work and discipline from both my parents. Personally, then what happened for me, I actually went down the traditional route there where I was told to go, like many people, go to school, study hard, get good grades. And I did all that. I finally got an MBA, master's degree in business administration. And I'd worked for three corporate companies for a period of 10 years. And after a year, I'm thinking, what is going on with me? I am not happy here, I'm not fulfilled. It must be probably I'm, I'm not really suited to work for other people. And I remember I had a disagreement with my regional manager at the time. And I thought, no, I'm gonna start my own thing. And I started a little computer internet business. That was my movement into entrepreneurialism. I think I came to a point where I couldn't see myself working for other people. And this was over two decades ago now. I think I fell into the programming of go to school, study hard, get good grades, and work for a company, work hard. And I worked really hard. I mean, I uh, and I gave those companies a lot of my time and energy. And I think it came to a place where I felt Unfulfilled, entrepreneurialism wasn't part of. I think it wasn't natural for me. It was not something I was thinking about. But, uh, but one one distinction was this though: that I wanted to create a life of success. I do remember that. And for me, I think climbing a corporate ladder is what I interpreted as success. Until I realized that actually, no, I don't want to climb this corporate ladder anymore. I do want to do things on my own. I think the turning point came when I got married, then we were planning to have children. I thought, well, I can't be working all these crazy hours whilst trying to create a family. I think that was a key turning point for me. After a couple of years, I had um, uh, two business partners who came on board. One was there primarily there to do sales and marketing. That was his role. And the other gentleman was um, there for the operations. So, at that time, we were, our operations were computer installations, web design. And so, they, you know, it hurts me thinking about it now, but what happened, they both cheated on the company. One ordered a ton of stock and removed funds from the company and um, it left the business in a mess. Then the other one just disappeared all of a sudden, phoning him. He's not answering. I'm now, I've had to pick up that mantle, do the sales, do the marketing. And I went from, you know, being able to spend time with my wife and we had a young child being born then to having, you know, working 17, 18 hours a day, hardly at home, all because I've jumped in to rescue the business and do the things that needed to be done. And the other chap who I couldn't get hold of, I'm knocking on his door, he's not answering, I'm phoning him. I'm asking people, do you know where he is? And they say, yeah, he's around, but clearly he was just avoiding me. So all of a sudden I've got to take care of these roles, make sure we can pay our staff. So I'm working all these hours to make sure things tick over and I can fix it. And um, yeah, it, it was it was a messy time. And I remember it was one evening driving home from the office, which was based in Enfield, North London, and I'm based in West London. and. I remember five minutes from my home, just stopping a car in the shopping center car park. And I sat there with my hands in the wheels, just just sobbing and feeling sorry for myself, thinking what a failure I am. You know, my wife was pregnant with our second child. Now I'm over one hundred thousand. You know, in those days, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And my health is deteriorating. I'm working long hours. I'm not getting enough sleep. Things seem like it's they, they crumbling on, on top of me. That I think sitting there feeling sorry for myself, suddenly realized that there's something I don't know. And the thoughts were, well, how do successful business owners, entrepreneurs become successful? How do they create successful organizations? And I realized I've got to learn this. I've got to study this. And I went on the journey of self-discovery and I started reading books and attending workshops and seminars to turn my business around and eventually. I was able to fix that business and and, and um, sell that business and, and focus on other things that I felt more passionate about. The main lesson I've taken from all the adversities and the challenges and the obstacles and all the money I've lost and all the people who've hurt me and all the people who, who have helped me as well, those people, the main lesson I've found is this, that Life and business is not a straight line. It's not going to pan out always the way you want it to. You'll attract the people you're supposed to attract. You will attract who you are. So the more authentic you are, the more real you are, the more honest you are, the more you are that person. Those are the people that will be attracted to you. And know that when obstacles comes and adversity comes and challenges come, there's one thing to sit back and wait for things to change or to say actually you know as an entrepreneur this is what i'm going to do i'm going to go around it i'm going to go through it i'm going to go over it i'm going to go under it but i'm going to find a way that allows our business to continue i'm going to find a way and resources or ask for help to to continue and not be stopped not be stopped by by anything or anyone and so that that's a key lesson for me in terms of moving forward because the bigger projects we do, the more we do, the more challenges we see, but we put systems around that so it doesn't happen again. So don't quit, don't stop, do whatever it takes is my mantra. I'd like my legacy to be that Mac was kind, he was generous, I remember him helping me with. This, whatever this was. And if people get their fulfillment, uh, their joy, their results through my online programs, or they've been to my seminars or my boot camps, or they've read my books and it's made a, a, a tiny difference to the way they live, the way they do things, the results they've got for themselves, for their family, I think that would be a good legacy for me. Did I make a difference whilst I was on this earth? And if I made a difference, what's the result people have got that now they can make a difference to other people in their lives or their clients or their suppliers or their families? I think that's me. I think, you know, when we think about the butterfly effect, me flapping my butterfly here in 2022 or whichever year it was has allowed people to pick up on that wind and fly to the direction they want and get the results they want because of what I've done or what I've introduced them to. I'm a family man, and I've been married to my my amazing wife now for 22 and a half years, dare I say. And we have three children. One is 21-year-old, one's a 17-year-old, and the two girls, and the last one is our boy, who's 15. And for making it for me was when I never had to worry about money, work, never worried about where money had to come from, whether I work or don't work. Making it was, for me, being able to design my life around my family. Making it was the ability to say yes to projects, no to projects, refuse projects because I'm with my family. Making it is, for me, when I was able to take time off when my children were off school so the Easter period all of Christmas all of the summer not working at all so I can be with them so making it for me was being able to do what I want to do when I want to do as much as I want to do go wherever I want to go in the world but essentially doing that with the people who are closest to me uh, who are, you know, my family I'm Mac Atram and you've been listening to Making It you can find me at www.macatram.com. That's M-A-C-A-T-T-R-A-M dot com. So reach out to me there. Making It is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Burmant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Inney is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.